Your suite is ready. Girl, we are in there. Dashing through these holes in your nigga Chevrolet. Tell the bank we go. Laughing all the way. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you for participating. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's me, Queen T, um, a.k.a. Oh. Really, nigga? It's been a while. Really? It's only been a week. Oh, hi, I'm Tiny D, a.k.a. I am Queen T, a.k.a. I am a real nigga. My Marla. Lady M417 on Instagram, never on Twitter. Hey, y'all. And we have the Dito in here. What's up, y'all? That's it? <sighs> That's, yeah. all That's all he got. That's all he got. That's all he got. That's it. Um, Wait, before we start. Yes. We are sick. <laughs> okay. Not we. Oh, they. Mr. I popped an extra vitamin. Two thirds of the participants of the show today um, are under the weather. And I know it's been the holidays, but it really got us really Man, good. I think it was us. I think it was being in the kitchen when we wasn't supposed to be on Thanksgiving. You know what? It is for me. I'll tell this story because it's embarrassing and it's a great way to open the show. You fell? Once upon a time, I had went to a party. I <laughs> oh shit, I forgot. Damn, was that really two weeks ago? Yes. God damn. Okay, guys, it's been a minute, and I've been irresponsible. Wow. I'll explain. Um, so I'll look at the pictures again. Marla invites me to a '90s party, and I'm like, hell yeah, I get to wear bamboo earrings and a snapback backwards. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm interested. So we go out, we dress up, we're having a good time. I had already pre-gamed like an idiot. And then I bought more drinks. Correct. And I was having a grand time. She did. Somewhere in the night, I decided to take a nap on a table. <laughs> Wasn't the sturdiest of tables. But I decided to take a nap. And um, just put my head down for a quick second. <laughs> and I just remember seeing my friends for a minute. And suddenly, I was seeing my kneecaps. <laughs> Bruh. Because my, I was just on the ground and I couldn't put together because I was a little delayed. It was so fast. <laughs> Listen, it happened so fast. The table collapsed. First of all, I'm so mad at this table because Tanya had been on that table. She had, got, right. she had gotten on it, posed for pictures, got off the table. We danced a little bit. Had another drink. And then she was like, Marla, I'm officially done. And then she right. went back on the table. And I was starting to feel done. So I right. was sitting on the chair across from you. Com- directly, directly across. Directly across from you. And all I heard was boom. I didn't even <laughs> see. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Shout out to our homeboys, NWO. They literally, bruh, we ain't know what was going on. Brown they, baby angels, okay? Bruh, listen, they handled that. Plus, like, grab everything and get the fuck out. <laughs> and we ran the hell out and they took care of it and I ended up going back in there and somehow the table magically disappeared I don't know what happened to it that's really? not my business somebody got rid of the table I don't know my niggas shout out to y'all it was it was so funny to me because okay one when I fell it was very confusing and then I thought the table crushed my phone so I was more concerned about my phone than I was about my ass and then when I realized I looked around a little bit and I was like oh it's a it's a scene I had to flee Thank God. so I ran out kind of like away from everyone Thank and it God. wasn't a public um situation i don't know if i would have been embarrassed because i was probably too drunk but i paid for that people i paid for your <laughs> you fell quite gracefully because you didn't fall like the way you were laying on the table i thought you would have fell straight, straight down straight up she didn't she fell and like it's like she was just sitting amongst the rubbish of the table i don't know how that happened i don't know how it happened anyway that was jesus because he knew my legs got bruised the hell up. I was so sick the next day. I remember. I was so hungover. It was bad. Like, I remember. Like, we it was texting. bad. And shortly after having this hangover, guess what? I started feeling a little tickle in my throat. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Please, no. You know, I'm drinking my fluids. I'm trying to drink lime water, child. You know what? Now that flu. <laughs> I was out that entire weekend. You know, I think when you're out, and I think the weather's been changing here in South Florida. It has because we. Hey, our temperature hadn't dipped. Dipped. Let me let me make something very clear to everybody outside of South Florida. I don't. 
don't give a damn how cold it is where you are. Fuck where y'all. I am, it's cold. It's cold for us. 61 degrees is cold to me. Real outside, not in the house. 61 not that bad. Who are you talking outside? To? If it's in the 50s. If, if look, if iguanas can't thrive in that weather, I can't either. I went to work on Monday. It was 49 degrees outside when I left my house. You left early. Yes, you know I leave before the sun come up. Jesus ain't even up when I'm leaving to go to work. It Jesus, was 49. just turning over. Just turning over. Checking the Checking the alarm clock to see if he got a few more minutes to catch a couple of more wings. But no, what you're saying is true because yeah. I was out every single day that weekend, and I was my chest was all out. I was I was out being well, grown. You know, legs out, legs out, chest out, and then I was in the clubs. We were dancing, and you know when you sweat, you, sweat, and you come outside. That you know what that probably is. Not what just that, because I did you, start getting sick right after that. Not just that, but you drinking. Yeah, your system yeah, is low. Your system is low. You get drained. You get dehydrated. I was very dehydrated all so. weekend. Turns out, alcohol don't even have vitamins. Who knew? Anyway. You know, speaking of... <laughs> man, let's go to some good let's black Let's get into some, some good black <laughs> ass news. Why are you like this? Who raised you? Because this ain't your mom. Mildred. Nope, this is not her doing. You're not going to blame her for this. But um, good black ass news. There is an Atlanta-based OBGYN by the name of Dr. Tasha Roberts. And she has launched her own brand of natural panty detergent. Dina, I know you don't care about this. Clean and cute panty wash. Now, Excuse me? Yes. She launched this because she says that she she constantly gets patients who are saying that, you know, they have funny smells down there. They're thinking it's bacteria and stuff like that. And when they're tested, it's not. And she says, well, she's come to find that it's not the woman's body that's producing the scent. It's the, the underwear. Because mm. um, there's mold. There's, um, you know, bacteria left over because traditional detergents mm-hmm. that you use to wash your clothes don't actually get all of that stuff out of your unmentionable. So she <laughs> met with a chemist and she came up with her own cute and um excuse you me better cute go, Tasha. Panty wash. So um Tasha good looking out for us. Also Tanya Tanya. See every time I see somebody's name spelled with the A instead of the it's O dumb. it's dumb. It's Tanya. Okay. <laughs> it looks weird. But um Tanya Tanya Branzell Winder, she's a transplant nurse in New Jersey. She just opened up her own clinic to serve those who are un- <coughs> underserved and uninsured in her neighborhood. You bet. You know what? Listen. Y'all, women really, really out here opening their businesses and actually finding them. See, I think that right now with entrepreneurship, it's kind of hard finding your lane. Yes. Because so many people are in it. Exactly. So when, you, when I hear about stories like that with someone like, you know, the seat of my panties could be cleaner. Wonder how I can make this happen, and she figured it out. And she you have chemist, and she figured it out, and it's all natural. So the panty wash is all natural detergent. There's mm. no artificials, no nothing. It's completely all natural. Um, I forgot to mention that. On that. Oh, but, ladies, side note. Um, but if you do have like a vagina problem, the panty's not gonna do it. Go, go get checked. Go ahead. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who do wear panties, definitely check out her clean. <laughs> her clean, because I mean, panties are completely optional. Um, but yes, I agree with you. Black women, we are the top, what is it? We're the top demographic of entrepreneurs and finding women who are doing a lot more than just, not to say there's anything wrong with this because there's absolutely nothing wrong with starting your own boutique or, you know, selling hair, but finding other black women who are going unconventional, doing unconventional things is very is very great and very refreshing. Also, while we were on break, there's this couple that was vacationing in um, Mexico, Tori Austin and her fiance, Steven Johnson. So apparently Steven Johnson got extremely sick and he had to be rushed to a hospital in Mexico. Oh, Jesus. Side note, which is one of my biggest fears is to is to ever right. get sick in a third world. Traveling in a, abroad. And- listen, any country that ain't the U.S. is a third world country to me. I don't give a fuck where you are. So um, anytime you're traveling abroad and you get sick and you have to be at the dis- at the disposal of their health system, it freaks me the fuck out. But, um, so they were basically stranded in Mexico while he was, you know, that's that's like the worst place to be uh, just in terms of like, they already have issues with like their water, 
Uh, that they always tell you be careful, like be careful about drinking water in Mexico. The and cartel. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. cartel out here just murdering everybody. Right, right. Like you know, it's funny. My brother took his girl there for her birthday, and he said they only stayed at the resort because it's like you ain't trying to get smuggled. Well, that's the tr- well, that's we gonna we gonna go back there because I've been trying to go to Mexico and now I can't go. But um, so they got this very huge hospital bill. In Mexico, mm. and we're not allowed to leave until it got paid. Excuse me? Tyler Perry swooped in and paid that 16K for their ass to get the hell 16, up out of there. 16000 American, American dollars. Okay. 16000 American like dollars. Like, What did he have? I don't know. I don't think they ever released what was wrong with him, but um, he I was think really sick. personal or private. But no, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, you think it's for $16,000, that's like... I think there for quite some time oh, was, okay yeah i think he was there for a little bit oh, and man. it was at least a week and some change so um and you know they're not gonna let you skip out on these speaking of i think i got a parking ticket i gotta pay man in one of these countries i'm sorry i gotta check i gotta make sure but anyway let me find out you a fugitive <laughs> <laughs> they got ticket. your picture everywhere, everywhere but no um what you're saying about mexico is the truth because my friends and I were trying to go, but then literally we were talking about maybe going to Mexico sometime next year. And the next day, it's a story on CNN: cartel kills twenty five people at the fucking border, Americans and Mexicans alike. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to God go. is trying to tell you exactly. Something. They keep saying if you're going to go to Mexico, you should only stay on the resort. I'm not gonna go pay all that money to fly down there just to go stay on no fucking resort. I want to go explore, and if I can't go explore, that ain't the country I need to be in. Very I'm true. just saying. But we digress. If you are good black ass news, yes. or you know us some good black ass news, hit us up, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast at gmail.com. I'm not gonna spell all that shit that's long. Um, or hit us up on all of our socials, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast. You can hit us up personally, I guess. Just yeah, I'd be there, but not really. I am Queen T. I am Q-W-E-E-N-T-E-E on the Twitter machine. Same thing on Instagram. I mean... And you know Marla's only on Instagram or Facebook. Lady M4... Don't, don't, don't find me on Facebook. Lady find her on Facebook! And, 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 and invite her to a group. No, don't do that. <laughs> Play, send her a game invite. That's the word. Send word. her a Candy Crush life invite. Anyway, but you know, with the hospital thing, because like, I had uh, a cousin recently that she went to have uh, plastic surgery there in and, Mexico. No, no, not there. Not oh, there. I was yeah, say, not there. No, she DR? went to DR. She yeah. went to DR. It's either DR, Mexico, or Colombia. And and the thing was, you know, she it was kind of a quick thing. Mm. She went there. She was supposed to have the surgery on Sunday, then come back on Monday. Mm. She had the surgery on Sunday, and and unfortunately passed away. Jesus. On Monday, but the thing was, you know, everything's happening there, and and in this case, because uh, she didn't really notify most of her family that she was that going, she was going yeah. but you know, she's down there, and you can't reach her, and you know, it's not that those doctors are quote unquote bad or anything like that, but the resources are just different. So as much as we uh, pine yeah. about you know insurance and everything like that. It's better here than there, unless you're in Canada, you know. Like, who you going to sue in DR? Right. You know somebody in the U.S., if you sue a company or business for malpractice or whatever, that you're going to have some type of restitution. But when you're in a place like DR, and... They don't have malpractice. You are talking to the manager. (laughs) Basically. And you also have to keep in mind that a lot of the stuff that they get down there is secondhand. Yes. Secondhand in the sense of... Um, you know, the medications that they're getting, like people go down there equipment. and get medications, their equipments. And I'm like, bro, you might be popping expired pills. You would know because they don't put them in bottles. You get them shits in a little Ziploc bag. Like, right. Right. You and, don't know what the hell they're giving you. There ain't no labels on there. There ain't nothing. And black people are already dying abroad from strange from reasons. Strange things reasons. like that. So just everybody be careful. If you are traveling, I know it's the holidays. People are going home wherever that may be. Um, but definitely if you're, um, traveling outside of the U.S. to Listen. just take your, your take your vitamins like me. Whatever. Don't do that. Don't do us. <laughs> Rub don't it in our us. face. It's cool though. That you healthy. Don't do. Don't do us. <laughs> well, let's dive right on into this damn dumpster. Um, oh, before we dive into oh. the dumpster, that there, there was one good black ass news note that I had. Uh, what that? It's Hov's birthday. Oh, happy oh, birthday, yeah. Hov. December 4th Damn, was his 50? 50th birthday, yes. And in honor of his 50th birthday, he has finally released all his music back on Spotify. And they're so fucking happy. Um, but, yeah. 
I wish he would tweet more. Why? But I get why. Because he always dropped gems that we can fave and enjoy five years later. I think he's a little busy right now. Um, also, yeah, before I get into the dumpster, um, I did go see Queen and Slim, and it is a pretty great story. And I know there's a lot of mixed reviews, but... Um, and I don't want to give it away for people that haven't seen it yet, but I will say it is very interesting to see two dark-skinned people. They're beautiful. Uh, just uh, gosh, it's, it's like beautiful. It glimmers off the brown skin. It's just beautiful. There's been a lot of controversy with this film um, from the fact that the two leads are British and they're playing I Americans. Know. And I'm have, like, I have zero problem with. That. I have zero problem with it too because bitch, y'all been salivating over Idris for years, and y'all well, just found out yesterday he got a British ass accent. Like, I feel I f- I'm I'm probably in in the middle with that because it's the same thing with the I forget her name that played Harriet Tubman. In that movie. Um, and it's just that they're not necessarily living the black American experience. And it's not to say they can't connect when they don't understand because black is black everywhere you go. But specifically, black Americans have... Uh, and, then, and then just the, the talent that is already here. Um, I guess it is interesting to see. Because it was just like the same thing in music. When all the British music that sound like Americans, like mm-hmm. the Adele's and whomever um and we eat it up here in america because they're a foreigner mm-hmm. and sometimes you know so you have a situation where you probably could um hire an actor that's black american with the same complexion and be able to tell the same story but of course you know because because when i was listening to an interview with lena way she was basically saying that daniel kalua um told her he was slim like in the baby stages of the yeah, film. Yeah, when she was just giving him the idea. He she, was like, she nope. hadn't even written a script yet. I read a script, like it, it's me. So y'all go work that out when it comes out. That's really how he got the yeah. um, You know, and it's, it's, you also have to remember, like, it's still, it, it's still kind of a contest. Like, you have to, most of the time, I would say, you have to win the part. Yeah. So it's like, I, I found out the other day, Chadwick Boseman, he was trying to be uh, Stringer Bell. And he ended up losing to Idris Elba, oddly mm. enough. In The Wire. In The Wire, so... Could you have seen Chadwick as Stringer? Uh, nah, there's something about Idris' presence. Yes, and then Idris got this kind of big dick energy that nobody else has, and it's just so... I'm sorry. Re- really back in, friend. Really back that's, in. That's oh, in. I didn't know that was in the acting chops list. Like, nah, he got, does. Gotta he have. does, though. He has this big dick energy BDE about him. Out here. Like, it's just, like, damn. BD is gonna be the name of the show. Um, <laughs> Niggas should have it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is something to that that there are already black actors who are amazing. I get it. Who would you have selected if not them? Um, for Slim, um, what's his name? Uh, Keith Lakeith. Lakeith oh, Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. And for the woman. Um, I don't know. I would have to think on that because I wouldn't want it to be a conventional dark-skinned girl. I want it to be someone we probably haven't haven't seen haven't yet. seen a lot, right? Because the same thing is for this actress. Also, we haven't seen a lot, but you know, she really worked for this piece. It doesn't. This what we're saying is not to discredit what they've done at all. No, they did an all. amazing job. It's just been a, it's just been a conversation. Now that I can finally breathe through my nostrils again. Um, I will definitely hey, be going this week. Don't your nose be tricking you? Girl! Or you think it clear up and then it just switch? Anyway. And you try to take a deep breath and really that bitch is clogged up? Oh, it's really it's hurtful. So... Anyway. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Hey, sit your vitamin ass on over there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Shout out to that film. Shout out to everybody involved with that film. Keep the conversation going. It's going to keep people in the theaters. Of course, there's think pieces everywhere because of how it ended or what they would and wouldn't do. But you know, I do believe cheap seats. I do believe they they um, smashed the box office. I mean, they also came out. What, what's that? What's that little beige movie that's out right now? A little cartoon. Um, Frozen. Frozen two. Frozen two. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's... but they still. But um, Queen of Slim still made quite quite a bit quite of a big opening, and I think they've already they've already made back their budget. Which, I'm sure they have. They've done great. Yeah, because you know, once you make back the budget, it don't matter. What you do after that? As long as they get their money back, they're good. So, right. I think they've already made past the budget. So, congratulations! So, listen, I'm here for everything Lena Waithe is doing right now. Um, She's trying. She man. is literally carving a nice little 
niche for herself mm-hmm. in Hollywood right now, and I am here for it. She's a handsome young man. Don't. Anywho, ma'am, back to the dumpster. Um, it's like because a lot has been going on lately and holidays, and we've been sick. It's like we haven't been keeping up. Although we do have like a piece of our ears to the streets, and Just so a piece. yeah, I mean everybody probably has seen like little clips or whatever of. Um, T.I. and Tiny displaying all of the horrible shit in their relationship. Everything, like you said, that we probably already were expecting about it. Um, it's true. Is is just, it's exactly what it is. We already know that um, Hyman Clifford Harris is Man. already, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a goddamn nuisance. A word he would enjoy. But... They went to the Red Table Talk with Jada and her mother mm-hmm. and basically kind of talked about the issues that they were having. And <laughs> it's just, I wanted to talk about it because I feel like Tiny, I didn't know how low of self-esteem she had um, until she started talking about the thing, the big thing in their relationship. Because infidelity is is like a byproduct of what already was occurring in their relationship. Um, and he clearly does not respect her. You know what I'm saying? But they, they already had filed a divorce and trying to work through it now. And I just don't see a point. I don't see a reason why they feel the need to stay together. Of course, they, they, they're they're their own people. I mean, you're not in there, so... Right, they're they're their own people. You won't understand it. It's their relationship. But publicly, I guess on the outside looking in, like, she looks crazy for staying with the man that consistently disrespects her um, on any platform, in any way. So, it's almost like um, on the the, the girls' trip storyline, how... uh, Regina King or is that King or Hall? No trip. Regina Hall. I'm high. Uh, Regina Hall. <laughs> Regina Hall's storyline with Mike shit. Coulter, where where I mean, it gets to a point where when you're both making money in in a in, in a profession that makes you famous, you both become a business. So then that's probably another part of it that's keeping it her there. Power struggle. Right between them, that's what it sounded like. In um, based on some of the clips, that's like, I personally did not sit down and watch the whole interview because her voice aggravates the shit out of me. And <laughs> it's it's am, a little struggling. It's a lot, and 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 Ti with all his shenanigans, I just needed a break. I was already sick. I'm like, I don't need to infest myself with this toxicity too. But <laughs> um, based on the few clips that I did see, it it looks like their relationship basically became a power struggle. And as long as he was in charge, quote unquote, of everything, every decision, of the finances, of everything like that, like he basically does not want her to think for herself. She was not allowed to have her own thoughts or anything like that. And as soon as he went away and she had to become mom and dad, mm-hmm. husband and wife of the household. And then she started getting back on her two feet. He came out thinking everything was still going to be the same. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now it's a new sheriff in town. You're not going to just get this whole responsibility by yourself. We're not going to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think her trying to be a partner to him was not what he wanted. He didn't want a partner. He wanted somebody that he can, a pet. A, yeah. He wanted a pet. He basically. wanted a pet wife. That's obedient. <laughs> that's really what he was. I mean, about. that's what a lot of men want. Let's keep it a buck. That's what a lot of these men want. Do what that's, I say when I say. That's why they they hold the the financial um, purse strings so tight because that's why the the one who makes the most money seems to be the one who makes all the decisions and mm-hmm. whatever they want is how is usually how the relationship goes. And, you know, he thought that he was just going to keep that. He, In his mind, Tiny had her fame before she got with him. She had this Now you're fame. a wife. Now you're a wife. And you're a mother. a mother. You're not on the road no more. You're not doing that shit no more. Yeah, you could write a song here and there make you a little residual. But your, your, your place is in the home. Mm-hmm. But once she kind of started spreading her wings out a little bit and getting eye surgeries and all that, um, oh, you know. <laughs> all that self-hate in her all eyes. That- like I, it's hard to look at her because I'm like her it's, daughter it's the got spitting, the reverse spitting image of Miss of Miss Piggy. Her Literally daughter her got the reverse of the the eye coloring thing and put the, her natural color back because she was saying she was having problems, and yeah. that's how crazy it is that 
her, her daughter did the same thing she did trying to have light colored eyes. So that's why I feel like there a lot of what's what what's happening with with Tiny is that she has low self-esteem and he compounds that. Like he feeds that. Yeah, and he's such a strong personality. It's such a like I've seen where she's talked and she makes it seem like like I even okay, so I heard when he had her on his podcast and they were talking about their marriage and stuff like that. And when I tell you they really didn't talk about shit, it was like very surface, extreme surface level shit. One thing that she did say is that her mom, like she was raised um, to not fall in love with the man, not to marry a man for love, but to marry a man for security. That's Mm. what she was raised to do. Um, So that in itself is a lot because if you only married him for security, because when her and Tip got together, that's when, you know, mm-hmm. he really became king of trap music or whatever the case is. So if you was marrying him for security, of course, he's going to get to do whatever fuck he wants. Because you're here for the wrong reasons. And he's T.I. He's going to cheat. Exactly. But it, it, it's very, their relationship, it's just, it's very shake my head every time I see them. Because she likes to make it seem like, especially when he's not in the room, that, you know, oh no, I got this on. and But then you put him next to her. And you can tell this is a very dominating man. And mm-hmm. you really can't handle this She man. becomes very docile. Extremely docile. And I'm like, okay. I, I wonder, <clears throat> because I know for men, they struggle with women who are very successful in careers, who make a lot of money, or who are the breadwinners. Um, and how they feel like women interact with them because they have the money and they have the upper hand. And I wonder how that dynamic kind of works. Um, well, when it's, it and it's a woman kind of like a TI version of a woman, I guess. Well, it happens one of two ways. It's either the woman makes more money and it really doesn't matter to her. She still sees her man as a partner. She doesn't see him any differently, mm-hmm. but that the man with his own, um, pride and his own insecurities that shit starts to project out and it starts to become a resentment of the on the man's part for the woman and she may not necessarily it may not necessarily mean anything to her mm-hmm. okay I make extra money whatever we live in comfortable I don't you know you're still the king of this house but for a man a lot of his ego is you know finances the dick size all, all of that is ego driven so mm-hmm. to him it's a huge blow to his ego that his woman's got all these degrees and she's making all these mm-hmm. zeros but he can't even you know bring up half of that so it, 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 it could either be that or it could be the woman who has the extremely dominating personality and he's no longer her husband he's like her fucking kid you need to do what I told her you pet to do. Husband. The pet husband. Right. And I've seen those situations happen. Yeah. So it could be one of those two things. And, and that's when the man is completely emasculated. Because you like like I've been keeping up with Real Housewives of Atlanta. We're not keeping Why? up. I binge. Because I was interested in the um Kenya story and her oh, husband. Girl. And wondering it's very strange. It's a lot. It's, not natural. It's something very strange about that. But she Which, got her baby. You see, though, when you watch a lot of those shows, and it, it's it's true to life, just those women that are looking for that security, you say, okay, he's got everything I want on the outs- on the outside. Yeah, fuck the inside right. shit. Right. He got everything I want on the outside, so this is who I want to be with. This is who I'm going to have a Until baby with. Until it matters. Yeah, and, then, and then now when, he, when you have that baby, because, see, you can't, because as... For a family, it's what's on the inside that counts, I think. So when when it comes to having a family and cultivating something with someone, now you're seeing this nigga not on the same wavelength with you or the nigga crazy. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't even date that long before she got pregnant and then they got married. I'm sure because, you know, she really wanted a baby she and she was desperate. over the age limit and I'm, I get it. And I don't like to use the word desperate when it comes to older women, but she was. She was literally desperate. She was because before him, she was in this other relationship and she was really trying to like make I was trying to. OK, well, we need to slow down like you. You already talking about wedding plans and meeting my mama and stuff like that. Like, you need to slow down. And she was like, no, I'm 40 some years. I'm almost 50 years old. Like, I want a kid. I want this. I want that. And that's like you said, like Dito just said, well, it's like you saying it um, like Dito just said. You're so caught up in this fantasy and what you want, you forget to look at who that person really is. Right. He looks great on the outside. And a lot of their relationship fucked with her psychologically to the point that she's even like, she still wants to be married to this man. You still want to be married to him. 
It's not going to change. He's he's still insane. he's still going to feel how he feels. He thought you were disgusting to him after he got you pregnant with his kid. And she, he's not the only man to be like that. And it's not because of her age. Because there's been some young couples that I know who have been in those type of situations. So, you know, niggas be all... It'd be all great when they all up in there and talking about, oh, you going to have my baby and all shit until you blow up and all the... Pregnancy is not pretty, people. I don't know if y'all know that. It's not pretty. It's not <laughs> cupcakes. It's not sprinkles. In the history of you women, know? there are probably three beautiful women. They are pregnant. Pregnancy is not beautiful. It's not beautiful. And I'm speaking as somebody who has never been pregnant. Thank you, Jesus. And I never will be. Or, and, But I'm speaking as someone who has watched my closest friends, my sister, and all of I've seen people go through shit when they're pregnant. It is not pretty. And, and even after that, you don't even have the same body. You don't. It's just, it's, it's very uh, strange thing, but I was um, gonna say, I feel like men do the same thing, yeah. where because men are definitely more physical. Um, they're not trying to get to know you from across the room. Oh, absolutely. They're absolutely. looking at that ass. That's, it's, so, it's the exchange. It's so the men, exchange. Get in, exactly men get in terrible situations because of they're only concerned looks. about how she looks. And they because don't concern themselves about her character. They're so listening to the dick. When he have after nut clarity, you trying to get her Uber to go home. Like She like, nah, nigga, I brought my whole bag. I'm spending the night. Now you realize she aggravating and annoying. She has horrible habits. She don't clean. She uh, don't take showers. Whatever you discover about this person. She don't cook. Whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You discover things about people when you're being really superficial. And um, that, like I said, that, that works on both sides for men and for women. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, you said something about Omarion did something. So, Omarion being the king of classy shade. I can't even say Shay because he's just classy. We just learning from him. My dog is playing chess, not checkers. So whilst we was on our little Thanksgiving break, I guess it was Lil Fizz's birthday. Do we? Does he still go by Lil Fizz or is it just Fizz now? We, I we don't, don't know what that palm colored boy is. So it was Lil Fizz's birthday, and Omarion chose that particular day to announce the Millennium Tour 2020. That he ain't on. That he ain't on. B2K ain't on it at all. That nigga stayed up until midnight. So it, so they <laughs> took all of B2K out, and it's uh, Omarion versus Bow Wow mm-hmm. um, headlining. But everybody who was on the tour last year are coming back with it. Just everybody but him. Just everybody but B2K. So uh. Rasby, you know, he off in his world. He don't want to deal with none of these niggas. He was like, he's happy for Omarion. Do what you do. Jay Boog, people were coming for Jay Boog like, damn, Fizz fucked up your bag. And Boog was a little, he was a little distressed. He was like, yeah, this motherfucker really did fuck up my bag. But, Nigga, you know, you Omarion deserves to be happy. I'm sure Boog is going to He going to operate out. the smoke on the side. Um, the smoke? Yeah, so, on the side of the stage. He could be the hype man. Yeah, he could be, he could be a background dancer. I'm sure they'll have him back there somewhere. Omarion, don't do that. That's your little boy. Boog is his, is his real family. So, I'm sure he'll have Boog out there. So, of course, the memes went crazy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the memes. All of the ones that said that, oh, while Omarion on tour, Lil Fizz going to be home babysitting his kids. Just, it, they Damn, skip They slayed me. But, Omarion, you classy bitch. I love it. Salute to you. Because I'm here it. for all of it. Um, You know, I'll finish talking about trash. And I did have a topic before, but now since I thought about being on the Twitter machine, I was speaking about... um. The topic really I want to talk about is women pressuring men to be married. Stop it. Um, because I've always known it to be a thing. Like, I ain't got no ring on my finger. And this pressure from either friends, family, whoever, or people just, or women specifically, are just so ready to get down the aisle, they don't even notice that he's kicking and screaming. Like, Bruh. you're dragging this man. <laughs> Kicking and screaming like he's literally standing in one place like bitch I'm not nails going. in the dirt. Just just, I'm not going. And um or the whole might as well get mad. You know, just not genuinely Bruh, being invested. I ain't going nowhere. Don't right. don't we've been together so long we might as well get married me. Don't fucking do that shit. It's just like we married. Don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> so um what do you think? Is it okay? Because I, I understand that you know men can drag getting there because either finances or not ready or that's an excuse. so many things can no, happen. No, so many things. A man knows 
who he wants to marry. A man knows who his wife is going to be. It True. just may not be you. And Ooh. he just don't want to tell you. A oh, man knows who, who his wife is. He knows who his wife is. And when he sees her, it's why you see a lot of situations where they've been together damn near seven years. They break up finally. Like she finally breaks up with him thinking, okay, I'm going to leave him and he's going to grow up. And three months later, she's getting an engagement notice that he's engaged to somebody else. A man knows who he's going to marry. You know, I watched a Nollywood movie that had that same We're not doing this today. We're going to go back to the Nollywoods because I don't know. <laughs> um, the thing with, with this is, is if, so, okay. Before I turned 30, I had... Way before, I think I was like 28, I had like a breakdown, a mini breakdown. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not married and da da da. And I had never really put a lot of thought into getting married so much. It's the pressure. It was the pressure I was getting from my parents, my family members. Like going to my family's homes, like we we like to say around the holidays, single, single, no. Just going to visit my great aunt who's 96 years old and demented marriage comes up and she's demented like where's your husband that's where's a, your kid that means to the core of her to the core of her she, she believes knows. you should be married so like i had like like this little mental situation because all of my friends were either engaged getting married so i'm like well fuck i'm not married like oh my god i'm a failure my that time is running out I, i'm almost like because we yeah. growing up were told if you ain't got it by 30 it ain't gonna happen <laughs> you, ain't, you know by 30 you need to have your kids you need to also how that. people talk to you when you're out and you're single because especially older women older meeting older women and you're single i don't care if it's a fucking stranger immediately they start saying stuff like you're too pretty to be single you're too pretty to be single why you not why, why you ain't got no kids well, when the lord is ready <laughs> when the lord is ready and that i hate that why don't and you have like, kids question excuse me why do you feel like i should be married you don't even like what marriage requires i don't think people are thinking about what it requires. nobody does because i have asked this question i've asked my friends i'm like what is the reason that you got married like what if you love this person and y'all are happy and y'all are living happy and everything is great honky dory i mean nothing's perfect right 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 what is it that pushed you that extra societal pressure yeah what is what what is it that that was like that you woke up and be like okay we absolutely have to get married because if the relationship is sustained Mm-hmm. Everything is going great, and you guys are living happily. Why was marriage a necessity? Because it's it's the value. So it becomes like because we were watching uh, that uh, that documentary show on Netflix. Explained. Uh, explained. So they were talking about diamond rings. I'm gonna take y'all shit away. <laughs> they were talking about diamond rings, and the thing about it is the the diamond really doesn't have a value we place a value on it we say it has to because if we go outside and grab a rock right now and get some diamond out of it it don't mean nothing to nobody at the store they used to use grass as as right um signs of a symbolism in marriage ceremonies right around people's heads and things like that so so the value of being married becomes it's like it, it be I, you know I hate to be churchy but because but the covenant of love okay. but I like I'm it, also there's I'm something also, to it like no, you can't I deny can't. that there's something no, to no. it in all honesty before in my twenties what I thought marriage was and what I think marriage is now in my thirties is two completely different things do I think I want to be married it's still up in the air I don't know I haven't I haven't met a man to change my mind yet let mm-hmm. me say it like that mm-hmm. um, but. I have also asked the question of if you take religion out of it, would you still get married? Right. If there was no religion, right. if there was no like... religious standard, would you still get married? I Personally, feel... I would. You would? Personally, I would like no relig- no no religion involved. I mean, understanding that you don't want to deal with the paperwork. Nobody want to deal with the paperwork, the taxes yeah. and everything like that. I I just when you see it when you see it, it, there's just there's meaning to it. I can't really explain no, it. Like there's there's meaning. There, there's definitely meaning to it. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I guess defining what marriage is is important to both people in the relationship because what one person may think of the what marriage is yeah. is not what the other person think marriage I is. Agree. True. And so they find it out 
at that four year mark or that three year mark when mm-hmm. you when you start to fighting and hence why I'm not married after two proposals. But, but two very different ideas. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's like. You won the, the unionhood of what's happening. That's why I think it's beautiful because yeah. you're both admittedly to the world making it's like it's like you're standing on a rooftop and going, I agree to be this committed to this for the rest person of my life till I'm out of this bitch. So I got two questions for you, Marla. Then so with <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to get in your business. So with the two proposals, because I think that if someone's gonna propose that like they should already know that that's it's a and it's not an eventuality. They should already know it's a yes. So mm-hmm. did did were there conversations before the two proposals? What the fuck? And <laughs> second question. B. <laughs> second question because you say it hasn't happened yet. How much of it do you think is your resistance to it happening? Damn, F cat. Oh, um, <laughs> with the <Expert>. first <laughs> with the first person, there were conversations. Mm-hmm. What. We what ended up happening. It wasn't that I didn't want to marry him. It's we had our timelines were two very different timelines. He wanted to get married immediately. We were. I was very young. He was older. Not that much older, okay. but I was very young, and I knew I did not want to be married right then and there. He was Haitian. He is. I did. <laughs> And I love you today, baby. And he was. And we there were conversations. There were very serious conversations with our parents, without our parents. Like it was like we knew that we wanted to be, we wanted to get married. But his ideal of what marriage is and what my ideal of what marriage is, as we started to have those conversations and go deeper into it, we started to realize that we kind of saw it two different ways. Like he grew up conventional Haitian household, mom was home cook three square meals a day whereas my household was not so conventional my mother worked all the time yes she took care of home but you know my father always allowed my mom not allowed. I don't like to say that but my father was cool with my mom being the independent person that she was he respected it like that was his partner whereas in his house his dad was you know yeah, so the boss. <laughs> yeah his dad was the boss and you know all decisions had to go through the dad my house it was it was a right. joint decision. Whether they agreed or not, we never saw the disagreements. But it was a joint decision. Anytime we 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 asked for something or whatever the case was, it was a united front. It was a partnership well, between what, them. What happened with the second one? The second one, no, that was not. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was just no, absolutely no. I I would have been oh, a widow. Yes, no, that okay. that was not. That was yeah. That came out of left field. It was just. So what you doing? You trying to get married? Right. What you doing? Man, today? it was just, it it was presented for all the wrong reasons. See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes people get swept up in the, the idea of being married. Yeah, he wanted his. The second one wanted to get married because he wanted another kid, and everybody who knows me personally knows I don't want to have kids, and that was a big problem so he was like oh no when we get married we're gonna have a kid no 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 ain't nothing getting implanted here that i don't want (laughs) like that's not how this works but his his the the idea of family was what was driving him and which is fine because i am family oriented but i'm not gonna marry you just because you you want to have another kid or just because like we there's a foundation that we need to set and our foundation is extremely shaky like we was literally on quicksand and he felt like, oh, well, if we get married, everything will situate itself. People, Whereas I know what? not if That's, it's cracked. Wow. The foundation, babies. Bruh, the foundation was cracked, which is which kind of brings us back to the whole women pressuring. I'm going to get back to the second part of your question in a second, which comes back to the whole women. If you're if you're pushing for marriage and you're meeting resistance, there's a crack in your foundation. There's a crack there. I y'all getting married know. is not going to no. Nope, y'all getting married is not going to fix that crack. It's going to exacerbate it. It's going to make it bigger, well, and it's going to fall. That's apart. very true. I mean, I feel like if there are issues that are already in the relationship, and you're using um, a wedding ring as a band aid to just keep her around a little longer, you know. And I think that one, I don't feel like anybody um, should be coerced into marriage. It's such a big commitment, yeah. and you should not be doing it on the pretenses of fine. I just want to shut her up. Yeah. I just want to appease them. That should never be the case where you're doing something that you do, you don't want to do. Or for women getting married out of fear. 
Um, also, you know, what I I'm mean, saying? you know, I like to, um, so I've had my friends who are like, well, you know, my mom pushed me to get married. Like my mom was like, this is what I have to do. And I, and I always come back to the whole, when our parents had to get married, especially as immigrant children of immigrant parents, when our parents had to get married, they really had to get married. Like they, it was a sense of survival for them. Game of Thrones, basically. Yeah, literally. Like, it's either you align yourself with a husband so he can... So, for example, if your parents got married in Haiti, you had to get married to somebody, that man would come to the United States, start to set up the life, and then send for you and send for his wife and if they had kids, the kids, and then bring them over so they can have a great life. Because down there, you didn't have any other choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what it was. And that's why a lot of these Haitian couples that you see, after a while, they resent, they don't, they can't stand each other. They don't like each other. Like, they're together because, okay, it was a purpose. We, we got married because we were trying to better our family situation. Because the idea of our parents putting us together so that we could come here and make a better life of ourselves so we could take care of them. That was the idea for mm-hmm. immig- from an immigrant standpoint. But even from a non-immigrant standpoint, back in our grandparents' days and our you know, some of our mother's days, if our yeah, mothers I mean, we, are older. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, before. they had to get married because there was a point where you couldn't even go to the bank without your husband there. You had to have a, a husband. house? Where's your man? Let alone open up a bank account, no matter if you're working at the general store. Your check could not get cashed unless your husband was there to sign off on it. There is also a thing of, like I said, the societal pressure that comes along with that. Like, just stepping outside of being in the relationship yeah. and just the outside look. It's it's the women being in a tenured relationship and seeing other women get the get to the dream before they did. Yeah, and they want to put the ring on there with the she said yes. They want to feel what that girl feels. Yeah, and so that pressure starts coming, and so you maybe have friends if y'all ain't gonna get married yet. Y'all ain't gonna get married. Your parents, you gonna get married? Yeah, and so after a while. She's gonna be in his ear, like you know. We probably should just get married. Well, you not see always so, because she well, wants. You see, Ty to. and Dino getting married. You see, so and so getting married. Oh, their wedding was nice. And I, listen, you um, know, dropping the subtle hint. Oh, you know, they just got engaged. There will forever <laughs> be a pressure because you get engaged. Everybody's gonna be pressured. Well, y'all said a wedding day. When the date? When, when, when the wedding? When? Da, da, da. Like, Sometimes it doesn't even have to be the outside because because I know of a couple just the internal pressure that this woman felt. Cause she graduated, uh, you know, from college, and her uh, fellow college graduates they started to get married, started to have yeah, kids, mm-hmm. started to move into big homes, and she wasn't there with she her boyfriend. Her one bedroom but she, apartment. but she, but she, she went, she went and bought the, she picked the house without his consent. She picked, she, she you know, she, she, uh, she said, hey, you know, you do this, I'll, I'll get you a car. She got him a car. And then they get married, and then it's unhappy, unhappily ever after. Because it's it's dragging him by the collar, kicking and screaming like he did not want to do it. And I feel like I think men should just be more honest as to where they stand with women and how they feel about marriage. One, but asking their their woman or partner like, what is the reason that you want to get married? It's not saying we're not gonna, but I want to know what your reason is that's some real shit and not oh i love you so much because that's not it i could love you and still live correct in my own house what is it that's that's because women see marriage as like the boss stage on the get video game it's like <laughs> it's like getting you just be king you Cooper. just want to be king <laughs> all they want to do is and flash get, the ring and right. take the instagram pictures with their friends and do all that shit the engagement photo the wedding <laughs> is only let me tell you something they like to say the wedding is one day it's not the wedding is literally two hours a couple hours it's literally two hours mm-hmm. because Y'all don't get to talk to each other, really. Y'all don't get to spend time together. You're probably y'all are too busy. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't eat. Y'all do a dance. Y'all taking pictures. Y'all smiling. It's not until y'all leave that reception. And that's if y'all are able to stay up. When on my, you get back to on the my way suite. from uh, wherever we're going to get married to wherever we're going to have a reception, I'm going to have an edible. So whatever happens, whatever happens for the rest of that night... Is gonna be a great. Time. Well, I always say we're gonna smash in the car on our way to the reception. But you just never know. You, you gotta never consummate. Know what, yeah, you gotta consummate things while you can, because I'm gonna be tired. But I feel like that um, uh, a lot of women are being, uh, or I won't say being, allowing. Yes. Other people, other people's ideas, 
what they people will have a whole plan for your life if you let them. While they take the safe route, and while they don't make the and be happy take and those choices. They get to live the life on the safe side and tell you to go make all the things. You know what I'm saying? When people see you, oh, why you ain't got this? Why you ain't got that? Or people feel like, well, I'm married and I have kids and it worked out for me. <laughs> you guys. What you, what you doing wrong? Exactly. What are you doing wrong? And also, there is a sub thing that also happens with single women or I won't say single, but even women in relationships because... I think that age thing that you were speaking about, girl. Um, just how men treat women. Like the the later you get to your twenties, one without kids or married, or oh, something is wrong you know with how you. Many, why you ain't got no? Kids? I have literally had somebody ask, "What is wrong with me?" So have I. And it's like, excuse. There's. Nothing. I don't have value until I have that. There's nothing fucking wrong with me. I just practice proper pussy management, and I pop it my just, pills when I need to. It blows to. my mind, like. Just the the what's the word? I don't know. Like the that men have this idea that if there is a woman or if she's attractive and she's and she's not married and she doesn't have children, automatically he casts her off as something is wrong with her. Because a nigga would have nutted in you already. A nigga would have locked that down already. You like what? What? (laughs) Your responsibility. Why is it my responsibility to fulfill your dreams of what the fuck I'm doing? I've had dudes straight up tell me, oh, you getting up there. I'm about to shoot that club up. Excuse me? They don't mean that because they don't even know how much child care is know per week. nothing. Fuck y'all. Um, to get back to the second part of your question, um, I'm not resistant to marriage. I think marriage is a very beautiful thing. Like I said, what I thought marriage was in my 20s is a completely thought So you're open now. to marriage. I'm very open to it. Okay. I'm open to it in the right circumstance. It has to be the right circumstance. Not just like, not any of these examples not, that we well, have been presenting. We're not talking about fly by the pants. Yeah, exactly. Not okay. any of these examples that we have presented. But no, I'm definitely open to marriage. I'm not saying that I would never... I would completely close myself off to it because I do think when done right, marriage is a very beautiful um, institution. Do you think, so to speak, that when you say if the right circumstances, do you feel like that's some kind of parameters you're putting on marriage? Like I will if I get these list of things. No, because I'm not saying if it because I think each couple you have to. Just like you said, Mm -hmm. you as a couple have to decide what your marriage is going to be. And like I said, I've been proposed to twice. Marriage would have looked different for each in each one of those situations. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been the same. And and I think and I think that's also a problem that people have nowadays, too, is that they think marriage is a one size fits all type Mm -hmm. of situation. And it's not because. Couple A's marriage may look this way, and couple B's marriage may be this way, and they both work, and they both work for whatever reason. You know what? That's what I meant. I watched um, Eric Thomas. Shout out to the motivational speaker Eric Thomas. Um, sometimes I watch clips on the YouTube, but he had a clip when he was basically saying that the thing that hurt—he was married to his wife from very, very young. Yeah, and they're still married, and unfortunately, she has—I'm um, not sure what the exact disease is, but. Um, she's suffering from that right now. Yeah. But earlier in their relationship, like he was kind of coming home late and cause they were very young, yeah. still trying to find themselves. And she, he basically said the thing that cut him deep is when she said, I wish we, we could get divorced and we could be friends again. Because when we were, when I was your girlfriend or when I was your friend, that was my homie. You were, you know, like calling you me, you me up. You was doing all of those things. Well, it was interesting. She said because what he was doing is he was he was actually he wasn't out in the club. He was actually out doing something positive, but he was just going so hard at yeah. at, at he wasn't this speaking including her. And and she was like that that same. He was giving her that same effort when they were friends, but once they got married. It was because it was that's a false it demoted her. Right. That's a right. false security blanket, and you hear it all the time because people feel like, okay, once I'm married, oh, he ain't gonna cheat no more. Once I'm married, he's you know we're married because they feel like, okay, we're married, we're together, we're married, we're we're stuck forever. And in some cases, that's true. But just because you're married doesn't mean you stop working on the relationship. The relationship still has to be worked on. It's even worse now because now you've dedicated your life, you've tied your life to this person. And so it's a lot more work 
versus a typical relationship. Like I always want to be a, I always want to feel like a girlfriend. Me too. Because it's just cute and it's just. And of I course, there's a treat wife. you like my boyfriend, and I still right. want to treat you like my homie, right. and all of that. Homie, lover, friend, all that shit has to fall under the marriage umbrella. It's just he's your husband too. So right. sometimes you got to take your wife hat off and just be his friend. Right. You have to do that. And he was not allowing her that space to do that. He mm-hmm. just he was like, okay. Well, that's my wife. So she got to stay in the home. She got to do this. Right. I got to go do this. So you basically excluded her out of your life because, I mean, out of what was going on with you. Because in your mind, you're the husband. You got to provide. You got to protect. You got to do that. So you so hooked on that part, you're forgetting the part of this is your backbone. This is your partner. She has to help you carry that weight. Like, it's it's a partnership. It can't be just you're the only person and she's just there reaping benefits. No, nah, she has to give to you, too. But, you have to take from her, too. Because one day... I thought he got shot. Oh, <laughs> the way he fell to the floor. What you talking about? <laughs> Story time? Should I get popcorn? I don't know what. I think it was his back. He had pulled his back. And, oh, that's when you. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell happened, but he just fell to his knees, and I was like, "Yeah!" And I was trying to help him and everything. But it's really, it's it's like a, a, a it's a team. It's really, it's it really is a team effort. A team. So anytime that with this team. When you have and you start having like one coach, then you have a problem. Yeah. Because you're both teammates. Yeah. And it should never be my my way or the fucking highway. Yeah. It should never feel like um, an obligatory thing that you have to do. No. Um, it should be like at the forefront of your mind and the forefront of your decisions. Once it becomes an obligation, it's no longer fun. It's no longer interesting. You no longer want to deal with it. That's when the resentment starts to build up. Like, damn, it's like a I job. Would have had- <laughs> Dog, that's the third. That, that's like the sixty that. day grace period. When it becomes a when it becomes a job. Well, I mean, the ninety day probation period when you do, going through training and you just getting the gist of the job. Yeah, and then you get nine months in that bitch and you go, like, oh, this is this is bullshit. I should have known. So, because it's like the same when they tell you that axiom, do what you love. So, it's like, be with somebody you actually love. Yeah. Because then if you don't, it becomes, it really becomes a job. Because it turns into you coming home, you stressed in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of home is your sanctuary. This is your safe place. This is where you're supposed to be the most comfortable. And yourself. And yourself. I cannot be out here in these white people world. Coming in, scratched out, and I'm coming home, and I'm looking at you like, what the fuck you doing here? Like, why are you in my space? Like, just breathing. Just breathing. Like, why are you here? I don't ever want to be in that space. Like, I hear, I have friends who are married, and they don't want to go home. Be sitting in the car for 40 minutes. 40 minutes in the Walgreens parking lot. Which drives you at Walgreens? When you got a whole That's when you know it's bad. When you got a... Not not that you sliding, but you just talking on the phone to your friend, but you're talking outside. Yeah, because you're like, car. I just don't want Because as soon as you go in the house, all right, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> about to be in trouble. See y'all next year. Like, it's, nobody should live like that. Right, like, I just, and and I've known people to, that was experiencing that. Yeah. That would be, just don't want to get out the car to go in there to deal with them or faking illnesses just so they don't have to have sex and just so many things was happening because they just just wasn't working man sex is being written into our prenup damn it (laughs) like must give me (laughs) must Um, give me when i want but um yeah if you guys have any opinions thoughts concerns a think piece you want me to not read hit us up urban sweet talk podcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always hit me up on the Twitter machine. I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Um, same thing on Instagram. Don't be creepy. Marla? Um, I don't think I have a final thought today. Um, Do you know, I? I don't. Oh, I don't have a quote. But, um, somebody from high school just sent me pictures of myself from high school and it just freaked me out. The man <laughs> who sleeps later. on the floor. Excuse me? Can't roll out of bed. That was one Martin Payne. <laughs> Dito? Hey, man. <laughs> Naji Ramba. <laughs> Listen, okay, so my final thought is, guys, in South Florida, and well, all over, because it's cold everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Just, listen, this is not an excuse not to base. Hey. Oh, this my goodness. between y'all toes, because. This, this is not an excuse to not base and to not moisturize. Please, because y'all are skin are like. Required. Iguana skin. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We will catch y'all next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.